Welcome to another episode of Time and Relative Opinions in Space. Nailed it. Exactly. And as always, I'm joined by the K9 to my fourth doctor, it's Sean Campbell. Hello, Sean. Hello, everybody. Yeah, not too bad, mate. Not too bad at all. Good stuff. And how's yourself? Yeah, not doing too bad. Functioning about four hours sleep, so sorry if I start just rambling. Not that I ever ramble. Wouldn't want to do that. Yeah. And you're a, and you're a dro- and you're a dropout now. <laughs> I guess I am a dropout. You know? I don't know. What you like until March? Yes, I'm a dropout. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, looking forward to talking about this episode. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, we're here to talk about episode 11, Boomtown, which is uh, a nice little episode. I mean, on paper, it should be a bit of a bore, like the long game, but somehow it it really works, this one. Well, it's got Captain Jack and Mickey in it, and any episode with those two, to me, is just instantly rizzed. So that's always nice. And at least this one's like, like not, not much, it sounds... Have to say in the sense, not much of note happens. Like you could skip it and not miss out much of the story, but it is at least fun. Like you know, if you were like I couldn't see if you put forty five minutes aside and watch this, you wouldn't at least have a laugh with it. So yeah, exactly. It's a good mix of uh, comedy and drama, I would say, just to give people a quick overview of the episode. I'm sure most listeners uh, are fully aware of what happens, but basically, the Doctor lands in Cardiff to give the TARDIS a, a bit of a charge over the the rift, which we'll get into a bit more as we talk about the episode. And they uh, basically run into an old friend slash enemy who's got some nefarious plans. And that pretty much sums things up in a quick shorthand. Yeah, more or less. Uh, it's good. Um, I like that they brought... Uh, Mark back. I thought she, the, they were quite. I quite enjoyed the Slovene. I know you didn't really like them, but I quite enjoyed them from uh, the earlier it's on in the season from World War yeah, Three. And... It's not that I didn't like them as a concept. It's just I wasn't. I was overly um, blown away by the the suits, basically, and the fart jokes. Yeah, which thankfully. Carl would be pleased to know I kept to a minimum in this episode. Yeah, I think that's about two. So, you know. Yeah, and to be fair, one of them, I think, is just used to remind you of who the character is in case you've forgotten. Yeah. So, you know, at least it served a purpose. So what do you make about the the, the plot of the episode overall, then? Uh, yeah, I think it's a fun enough... It's, it's a fun enough uh, episode. It's very by the numbers, if you know what I mean. Alien comes, alien wants to destroy planet. Thing. But they say it's it's weird because they solve the plan in like the first half of the episode. Yeah, <laughs> which is weird for Doctor Who, like sort of the aliens caught and captured and dealt with quote marks in the first in the first half. It's like, well, that's that. But unlike normally, they can't just get the TARDIS and go. They have to wait because they have to refuel, and that's when the difficulties come in. 
Yeah, it's almost a tale of um, justice and morality, really, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, like, it become, that's sort of the second half of the story, isn't it? When they're all like happy, happy and joking and say, yeah, we did it. And then she's like, well, my planet has the death penalty. So if you return me, I'm going to die. Yeah, which isn't such a thing, um, for sort of such a relatable thing these days for uh, British viewers, as we don't really do the death penalty here, um, but say in America and, and whatnot, where it's uh, still a thing in certain states. And I think, you know, there is extradition, uh, I suppose, to uh, places like the States where some people might end up with the death penalty if they were to go back. So there is like the mortality, is it, you know, you know people should pay for their crimes, but is it, is it right and justified to send somebody... Uh, well, knowingly send somebody to the certain death. It is quite a quite a tricky sort of uh, question, isn't it? Really? Yeah. Morally, it's it's one of those things. Well, at first, I'm think at first, I'm not gonna lie. When I watched this, I was a bit like, "Well, you did try to commit interplanetary genocide twice." So, but like, when I first heard about it, I was a bit like, "Well, that's uncomfortable." But I mean, you reboot your soul a bit, if you know what I mean. Not that I'm really like, I'm not. I mean, I'm not crazy to get political, but I'm not massively for the death penalty. But I think if someone had tried to kill the entire population of a planet twice, then I think it should be at least on the table, you know, to talk about it. But um, then when she starts talking about it in detail and it's like, oh, you know, it's a very slow death. Uh, that to me is when it was a bit like, oh, well, you know, I don't necessarily yeah, but think we'd have, we'd have to go that far with it. You don't know how true that is, though, because she's obviously uh, trying to get sympathy. She- you don't know if she might just be uh, making it up or, um, you know, stretching the truth. Well, that's true enough as well. That's a side I never considered, but she could have just been lying about it all. But I suppose the end of the episode, with spoilers if you haven't seen it, the end of the episode where she gets turned into an egg uh, and regresses into, you know, pre-childhood form, I think suggests she was, well, it doesn't suggest, it basically tells that she was telling the truth at least one more, like a second chance. And that she was just sort of, you know, dealing, playing with the hand she was dealt. Because towards the end, it's like she just tried to kill the doctor and Jack yeah, and Rose and everyone. But it is an element of like, well, it's them or me. Is that that's the position she's put in? You know what I mean? To say, well, if I don't kill you, you're going to kill me effectively. So what can I do? Basically, but she's a bit. Perhaps she shouldn't have been playing it so arch when a, a plan comes into fruition in the in the TARDIS. Because she does sort of start to show uh, remorse of her sort of dinner date with the doctor, but then she goes sort of full on arch when uh, her, um, extrapolate starts uh, messing with the TARDIS and things, doesn't she? You know, she starts laughing and, oh, this is Plan Z and you played into my hands. Perhaps if there was a bit of, yeah, a slight bit of hesitation and remorse as that was happening, you, you could perhaps give her more benefit of the doubt, but. I'm not too sure, really. Hey, that's why it's a. I, I guess that's why it's a fun episode, almost in a way, because it doesn't necessarily give you. It doesn't necessarily give you an answer. It just sort of presents the question, if that makes sense, and then it just it mm. sort of lets you decide on like what would be the morally right thing to do, in like situations like that. And I like bits of fiction like that. Like I think that cat like as 
it might sound stupid. It's not the same topic, but like say Captain America Civil War did that quite well, where they just presented a to- they just presented an issue, and then by the end of it, didn't really answer who was right. They just sort of let the audience decide. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I quite enjoyed it. Um, oh, there was a line I wanted to talk about. I couldn't what it was. Put it down. <laughs> Quick, call talk full time. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm gonna stay silent and make it awkward until you remember. Marvelous. Well, I don't think this was the one, but there was a good lunch. Um, oh no, it was it was this bit? It all related. The restaurant scene's quite good, actually. Uh, yeah. It mixes it makes the, the two of them. They've got sort of the two sides of it, where there's the comedy of um, where she's like like trying to save her own life, right? Like using like the poison dart and the gas yeah. and the poison, and then the doctor just plays all around it. But then it gets a bit more serious the time you see them after, where she just where rather than trying to physically uh, free herself, she tries to manipulate him. And they have that the doctor they have that great exchange where she talks about how earlier in the episode she let that pregnant woman go. And then yeah. the, the doctor has that great line where he says, Well, that doesn't change anything. That's just how you live with yourself because because every now and then you let someone go. I think that's a really good bit of writing personally. Yeah, I, it is, yeah. And then, and but it's, it gets even that down its own would have been good, but then she turns it around on him and says, Well, only a killer would know that. And then you're like, Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that's a, that's a true point. And you sort of um, got sort of brought up again in um, an episode where Davros is in it, which we'll, which we'll talk more about when uh, we get to it. He sort of, sort of points a finger at the doctor for various things, doesn't he? Yeah, it's a bit more. Yeah, I, don't I think wanna, it's done better wanna, in this episode. Yeah, but I don't want to. I don't want to spoil what's actually said until we we cover that episode one of these days. That's what I'm sort not of. That I think there's skirting around it. To be fair, but they're a bit more um, like it's a bit more dramatic, if you know what I mean. A bit more over dramatic than it really needs to be. It's better in this episode when it's when it's done a bit more subtly. And uh, what, what do you think about the addition of uh, Captain Jackie's? Seems to be sort of more part of the team here, doesn't he? Yeah, I think you could add Captain Jack in any Doctor Who story and it would instantly be better. <laughs> I just think he's great. Uh, one thing, a note of curiosity I did wonder is um, Torchwood Captain Jack would also exist in this time. Because like, in the Torchwood timeline, he has to go back and live for like 100 years. In... Yeah. But Torchwood, and I always wonder what he was doing in this time because... He would have known that his past self was there. Did he just take the Torchwood crew on like a work vacation? And we're just like, right, come on, guys, we're getting out of Cardiff because <laughs> I can't <laughs> be here. Maybe he just lay, low, you know, went away and lay low for a bit. It makes sense because he he would have he would have known that everything would work out if he just left it alone. So there would have been no need for him to interfere. But I mean, I I, I thought this is like sort of present day, so Torchwood perhaps wouldn't be. He would be about, but. Because he had to relive, but I don't think Torchwood would have been formed just yet, would it? Oh, Torchwood was around. Yeah, there's a in one of the flashback episodes of Torchwood. Um, they were fully fun- like they were fully functioning in like the 1800s, and the Cardiff branch, for one of a better term, was up and running at least by the year 2000. Ah, see, so yeah, I didn't watch that much Torchwood until the um, was it the Children of Earth. So the back Children of the Earth, brilliant. All of that's great. Um, pre-Children of the Earth, Torchwood's got like high highs and low lows is the best way to describe yeah, it. Yeah, it's a bit, I, I've heard it's a bit sort of 
all over the place, isn't it? There's good episodes and there's some pretty iffy episodes, but we're not here to talk too much Torchwood, but yeah. Yet. <laughs> but yeah, he's got he's got good chemistry with uh, Doctor and Rose, isn't he? Uh, Jack or John Barrowman, and he's um, he's got you know he's full of, he's got a lot of charisma, hasn't he? He's uh, it's in the team better than Adam did too, by contrast. Yeah, but I, Adam was very sort of awkward and like all over the place, and then tried to steal a lot of knowledge. But uh, he's a fellow he's a fellow time traveller, and he's from the future himself, so. Um, I suppose that helps him understand and get his head round things, so he's a bit more confident. I also think in that respect, uh, I also think it's nice having someone around who is—he's not as clever as the Doctor, but he's—he's he's up there. Yeah. And so, like, it's like him, someone who the Doctor can have like sort of sciencey banter with, for want of a better term, like when they find the extrapolator, and then Jack's like, "Is that what I think it is?" And the Doctor's all like, "Yeah," and then it's like, "Oh shit." <laughs> Oh, there's a great bit with Jack as well. Where um, this is a really good sequence actually, uh, when they go, when they go to the mayor's office, and um, like they they try to like capture, her, and Jack goes through this plan, uh, and he like breaks it all down. He's like, all right, Doctor, you go there, and then Nikki, you go there, and then Rose, you take exit two, and I'll take exit three, and then yeah, and then the doctor's like, excuse me, who's in charge? He's like, all right, yes, yeah, sorry, sir, waiting orders. <laughs> and just goes, Right, yeah, like I said, good plan. Anything else? <laughs> yeah, I like um, the fact she tries to uh, teleport away, but the Doctor just brings her straight back with uh, really some funny. screwdriver. <laughs> I could do this all day. Because <laughs> this is persecution. What did I ever do to you? Because you tried to kill me and this entire planet. So but apart from that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's some great comic moments. And it, it, it's, it's all done as well. Sometimes... In these things, the comedic elements can seem a bit shoehorned in, but it, it, it all works. Yeah, and I think, I think they, they help make the dramatic bits a bit more dramatic later mm. on as well, you know, coming up to go back down. Uh, there's also great in that episode where they're all running after her, and like Rose is like, you know, Rose is running after looking over cool, and then like the doctor's sliding down this ladder, and Jack jumps over this work trolley, and Mickey just falls over it and like <laughs> stumbling out with a bucket on his foot because Mickey's just like. The most lovable loser ever in season one, basically. Yeah, it's it's good that they brought him back. He came to Cardiff uh, to give Rose a passport, but later on in the episode, she admits, "Oh, I didn't, I didn't need the passport." And I like the way they're talking, and he, he sort of really quickly says, uh, "I forgot what her name is now." I'm dating Teresa something, doesn't? <laughs> Trisha Delane. There you go. Pull that up, perhaps. Like, but you don't even like her. She's fat. He's like, she lost weight. Basically, what Rose's criticism ever comes down to. A bit harsh from Rose as well, yeah. that I And thought. you think she's accepted it for a little bit, and then in that, and another scene, she's like really giving him stick about it. <laughs> like she's swatted off with the doctor every every five minutes, and uh, she gets the knickers in a twist because he's uh, seeing someone else. I think Mickey's outburst at near like the end of the episode is quite well, like I don't necessarily say well deserved, but there is an element of it. Well, it sort of I feels think, like they're making but, progress in the relationship, and then as soon as there's a bit of trouble, she she legs it for the doctor. So you would sort of feel sort of shunned and pushed aside, wouldn't you? 
Yeah, and he he gets like left in limbo as well. Like mm. I think the, for, I think Mickey's left in this position where it's like, well, when you're back, it seems like you're back for me, but then you go and then you're back, and I think he just wants to like he just wants basically just I think at this point wants her to either just break up with him or stay. Yeah, but like don't leave him in this limbo, and I don't think that's a I don't think that's an unfair thing to ask and i don't and for the record i don't also don't think rose would be being unfair she just said well then I, it's not it's not going to work out you know but i think it is it is I, wrong about to just like tr- like sort of trail them along a bit i think i think she does i think the trouble is i think she does uh i love this is too strong a word but she obviously still has very strong feelings for him but the law of traveling through time and space i mean it would be very hard to resist wouldn't it let's face it yeah, absolutely. Mickey does, bless him. But <laughs> yeah, uh, he does get to go on a few adventures though uh, in later episodes. To be fair to him, so he does. Yeah, um, and to be fair, I'm not. I'm saying this is a criticism of Rose. I should point out, I do like Rose as a character, and this is one of the reasons I do like her as a character because yeah, she's not she's... necessarily perfect. If you know what I mean, she has she has some flaws. And, she has to definitely, yeah. It makes people more. It makes people more relatable if uh, if they have flaws. I think rather than you know they have a habit in these TV shows and that of making uh, the heroes like a bit too perfect and a bit too goody goody sometimes, and that can be that can be a bit great in can't it? Because you, you can't really relate to people who are so perfect. Yeah. I guess this episode in a way it's, it's everyone's consequences catching up with them to an extent like the do- it's mainly focused on the doctor but there is an element of Rose has to like Rose finally has to confront that sort of consequence with Mickey and she still manages to get away with it yes yeah, <laughs> before so she has to make a commitment <laughs> like an earthquake happens and she's able to just run away well, look, is that the time <laughs> see yeah basically yeah she booked it down there <laughs> ran as fast as her little legs would carry her um, right at the Margaret Sons, I just see Margaret had a great line when um, she grabbed Rose by the neck with the Slithian arm. And she says, one wrong move and she snaps like a promise. I just thought that was a really good line, frankly. <laughs> yeah. I like the callbacks to uh, earlier episodes as well with, you know, bringing back the Slovene and obviously she's the, they, um, her little. Um, Teleporting device is also a tool to use to how she escaped um, from the, the explosion at number 10 when the others couldn't. It could only take one. So she she just had to use it really quick to get out of there. Um, uh, the call back to the rest as well from um, episode three. Uh, the Unquite Dead, yeah. Yeah. So uh, it's nice to see that's mentioned. It's mentioned in... Um, previous episodes and in Torchwood as well isn't it? It's, it's um, basically the it's not the central plot of Torchwood but it's the it's what enables Torchwood basically it's Torchwood's reason for existing. Yeah it's like a it's like a centre of events or like a bit like the Hellmouth in Buffy for anybody who's watched Buffy the Vampire Slayer yeah, It's like st- stuff falls through it in, is the premise yeah. of Torchwood and so it's Torchwood's job to sort of try and clean it up I, would, um, I wouldn't be opposed to covering some Torchwood at some point. I don't know if you'd be for or against that, but just bring uh, it up now. Just bring it up now children, so you have to commit chil- to it. Children of Earth. <laughs> children of Earth, definitely. 
there's a cannibal episode I, I stumbled across once that oh, I didn't crap. mind. <laughs> I, only saw the, I only saw the last five minutes of it, but it looked like it could have been good. But okay, from no, that reaction, perhaps it wasn't. No, it's what it is, right? It's it's not necessarily that it's bad, but it's just one of those things that's like every now and then you have to remind yourself that like this is happening in the same universe where like the doctor's like flying around. And it's just like it's just weird to me. It's a like it's a disconnect. Uh, like like I said, the the story itself isn't necessarily bad, but even even for like a darker like version of Doctor Who, it's still weird that those things would take place in the same universe. You know what I mean? Never. It would be like if, it would be like if it would be like imagine if in like the next Marvel film, like that happened, where like you know like. Captain America is facing like a load of cannibals who've like killed and murdered people, and you like see all of their like like body parts and that in the fridge and stuff like that. It would just be weird. Each their own, I guess. <laughs> I was only got the last five minutes of it, so I thought. Yeah, if, you, if, you take it episode, a, if you take it but... in a vacuum, it's not bad, if you know what I mean. But just when you sort of when it, you know it's connected to the other thing, it's just a yeah. Weird. It, it'll be Children of Earth because I, I don't really fancy doing any of it. Oh, maybe the ones where um, James Masters uh, guest stars, who was a favourite of mine on Buffy and Angel. Like, they might be worth, worth if, doing. I he, knew he, played, who he was. He played Captain John. Oh, him, he yeah. The... He, was a, he was a fun character. He was, like, he was like the master to Captain Jack's doctor, basically. Um, and it turned out it was like... Fun. Captain Jack's brother or something that was pulling all the strings or something in the in the end episodes or something. Have I got that right? Yeah. Um, yeah, it was all right. <laughs> Decent enough twist, but they didn't really do much with it in the. So you're not you're not selling covering Torchwood to me at all, Sean. I've got to say. <laughs> well, I said certain high points. There are good episodes. Yeah, okay, there's a one where they end up like falling through time. And uh, like that's good. Like they end up in like sort of World War Two. Oh, uh, there's a one. Well, I'm on the spot now, right? So let me. Yeah, well, <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll talk place. about. We'll. Yeah, let's get <laughs> let's get back on track to uh, Boomtown, Boom shall we? Well, I don't think we're into selling Boomtown. Boomtown is great. What's Boomtown? It's fun. <laughs> it is. Um, I quite like the start of the episode actually. While the, while this guy's trying to convince her that you know this power station she wants to to build is dangerous and it could hit critical you know it, it's almost like it's been designed to hit critical mass and explode and convinces her to um cancel the project which she agrees to um asks him if he's anyone else has seen his findings and then she goes full on Savine and uh, kills him, doesn't she? And that's why she wanted to record, uh, kill the the pregnant journalist as well, because uh, she knew stuff about this project and why it was dodgy. But um, then talk about families and boyfriends and that put her off. Just yeah, that, she starts to reminisce about her own family. Yeah. I thought it was nice to see a Doctor Who villain with some empathy as well. Because they're not always the most well-defined characters, and I mean that's fair enough. You have you've only got like forty-five minutes. You know what I mean. You don't really have time for villain depth, but it's nice to see it every now and then when you can. Yeah, that's why I think it kind of undoes it a little bit right at the end, where she's playing it so arch when uh, everything's going 
pear-shaped. Perhaps you could have been a bit more reserved and, you know, you've, you know, you've forced my hand, you've led me to this rather than <laughs> my plans come to fruition. You know what it is, to be, I think I might concede to you on that point. I think you might be right. I think I got wrapped up in that, because um, a delivery at the end is at least a lot of fun to watch. If you know what I mean, so. yeah, no, no, I'm not. I mean, you know, she plays a part well, and it is it is delivered well, and it is fun. But it, it, if you you know you're looking for a, a villain who's um, sort of going through a redemption through the episode, it, it, it just doesn't. She, you know, it doesn't work. It comes across more like she was tricking the doctor in the restaurant to to let her get away or to get a reprieve. Well, like I guess to be fair, though, is that like. Is that not the point of the episode, though, where it's like, you know, the Doctor has to weigh, her, weigh against, like, is she just trying to trick me here, or is she genuinely going to, like, repent? And... But then she does say thank you when she sees, like, the, looks into the heart of the TARDIS, which is another, another good plot yeah. point which uh, sets up what's to come uh, in the season finale. Yeah, they'll need that. Uh, I also wanted to point out there's a... It's, this is going to sound... Daft, but there's a point where um, you know when Margaret's in the TARDIS and she's reminiscing about like the restaurant and like a human life and like she talks about how she had to teleport and ended up in a skip and things like that. And there's a, the camera angle that facing her is the one you don't see in that TARDIS very often because that TARDIS isn't a full like it's not a full 360 set. It's just like sort of half of it, and they always film from the same angle. Hey, what? Excuse me. What? <laughs> But you, you, you're trying to say that the TARDIS isn't real. I, I, I mean, it's a documentary series, you know. So like, they can't, they can't get a hold of the actual TARDIS, but you know, the one that they created for this purpose is. Stop, stop the podcast. I'm not, I'm not, I can't, I can't cope with this. <laughs> I don't mean to break your heart. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but yeah, no, uh, no. That's just one joking, of my uh, joking aside. You'd be telling me Santa just, isn't real next. Yeah, and wrestling. But yeah, <laughs> <laughs> moving on. Hey, yeah, just want to sort of the observational side note. I guess is that you don't that you, you never really see that side of the TARDIS when uh, filming with that one. Uh, there's a really good bit as well, and I'm just sort of we're just sort of bouncing a little this episode, but we're um. It's when that reporter's talking about it being cursed. And she says, uh, she goes over all the murders and, like, deaths. And Margaret's explanation for them just gets more ridiculous. Oh, yeah. One so summer, like, it was ice. It's about being icy. slipped on it, an icy patch. Yeah, it was decapitated. It was a very icy patch. <laughs> it was a bit where she's like, He's like, and like the, you know, the, those French investigators from Europe. He goes, but look, they were French. It's not my fault that danger explosive was written in Welsh. <laughs> and then it goes on to it. It's like, and then they investigate, like, I don't know, whoever it is, like one of the investigators. And she just goes, look, it was raining. I couldn't see him. My car wouldn't stop. And she just run him down. I thought it was great. Yeah, that that and the doctor was able to just kidnap the mayor, and there was no no real repercussions (laughs) or anyone really came after him looking for him. You think you'd have the whole Cardiff police force out if uh, the mayor went missing, wouldn't you? Let's face it, all three, all three of them. Yeah, 
But she was kidnapped in such a public manner as well. Like that receptionist was there, and he would have known. And it's just like nothing <laughs> happens. But that's another good bit, actually, where he goes to the receptionist and just tell her, goes tell her the doctors. Yeah. So he gets up and goes in, and then he tells her, and he just had yeah, like a teacup smash. <laughs> and then the guy comes out and goes, "Oh, I'm really sorry, but the Lord Mayor's busy." <laughs> She's, he's climbing up. She's climbing out the window, isn't she? Like, yeah. Yeah, he's like, yeah. <laughs> That's just, that is funny. That is the way he just agrees with him. Yeah. Yeah. This is how like budget episodes of Doctor Who should be done, really. Unless you're going to do something like Blink, which is a masterpiece. But like, you know, if you can't get Blink, which in fairness you shouldn't expect every episode to be Blink because then you're very rarely going to be happy. Um, like, you should just just make it fun. You know what I mean? It, it, you know, just yeah. make it fun and silly and, you know, at least just make it an enjoyable 45 minutes. Uh, I also like uh, when he reads the the Welsh for that project and uh, he translates it and uh, into into Bad Wolf and he's sort of like, he's all serious. And, you know, the, these Bad Wolf, these words, that they're following us everywhere. And then he goes, Ah, coincidence. <laughs> this is the thing that <laughs> the way he just pushes it off so so offhandishly is so funny. See, me and you are going to disagree on this. Uh, I did think it was funny. Like the joke is funny. You are right. The way he goes like offhand with it, but I don't like that they called attention to it until like the big reveal because it kind of spoiled it for me. And I think it's one of those things where I think we talked about it last time. Where like don't like. I don't want to say insult the intelligence, but like don't underestimate the intelligence of kids, if you know what I mean? Because like I wasn't a particularly bright kid, believe it or not. But um like I like I I picked up on the bad wolf things and the torchwood things. I don't think you you didn't need these like big sort of dramatic ones like, oh bad wolf, that's gonna be important. Yeah, but I don't I'm not too sure if he really does believe that though. I know he I know he sort of says it quite offhandishly, but it might be more, you know, when you're trying to convince yourself that um I don't, I mean, I'm not talking so, sort of in universe. I'm talking more like the meta of like that scene was put in to point out to the audience that the, that bad wolf is going to be relevant yeah. going forward. But I don't think you needed it. I think the audience would have picked up on it. I don't know, and it's so close to the season finale. Uh, I think it's a good idea. Uh, well, I mean, we things are easy. Things are things are easy to pick up on when you you've rewatched something ten thousand times, but. Maybe you've missed an episode or two. Uh, I, th- I think it was worth putting in there. Yeah, like I said, we'll have to agree to disagree on that one. But... Yeah, but perhaps some, you know, someone with low intelligence who needs these things. No, but I, th- I think it's the opposite. To be fair, as well, though, I, I don't even think it's like I say, I'm not, I'm not saying you're stupid. Definitely not. <laughs> But I think, say, even if there are people who don't pick up on it going forward, I think, like, when you reveal it, then just have a flashback of all the times it's been said. And then you can be like, oh, yeah, I missed all that. Or I just didn't put it together that it was then. Like, I I don't think it, I don't mind revealing it, but I think just reveal it when the twist happens. You don't need to, like, sort of do it there and then. But the joke was funny. I don't mean to undermine it. Sorry, you were right. It's funny. I was just like, ah, don't worry about it. Uh, I don't know. I I think it works personally, but... There you go. Well, I mean, yeah, it's the main thing. Um, I get there's not really much to talk about in terms of special effects because there wasn't any really. Oh, there's a little <laughs> bit when um, when it all the extrapolator stuff kicks off and uh, you get the earthquakes and the ground sort of cracking and um, 
and all the shenanigans in the TARDIS. Yeah, the, I mean, if you were going to nitpick it, to break like, those earthquake effects didn't look great, but I mean, it doesn't really matter, does it, for how long it's on screen and things like that. No one really cares. I don't think it's too bad. For me, the worst effects, probably the Savine suit and um, in the long game when their heads open up, that, 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 that's a bit iffy. Yeah. Yeah, well, again, uh, you know, in contact, uh, context, in two thousand and five, they they did look pretty. I wouldn't say cutting edge, but they did look pretty decent, to be fair, especially for um, you know British TV bu- um, budget. So, yeah, um, I mean, beyond that, is there anything else that you want to add to the to this episode? I haven't really got a uh, too much more. I don't know. It's, it's one of those ones where not a lot happens, but like I said, I can't see you not enjoying it. Much like our podcast. Yeah, no, it. I think I think it's a decent episode, and uh, I thought perhaps we could introduce uh, a bit of a rating system, and in, instead of stars, we'll rate it out of uh, five Tardises. So okay, what, I'll give I'll I'll give this one a unique rating of it's bigger on the inside because it doesn't look like much when you look at the description, but when you watch it, it's actually quite fun. So yeah, that's... more meets the eye. I give it a bigger on the inside out of five. <laughs> I'd give it. I'd give this one a three and a half. As you say, not much happens, but it sets a few things up for the season finale, and it's and it's a, an enjoyable romp. Is the yeah, best way the, to put like, it. This and the unquite dead are probably the best ways to do filler. I guess if you know what I mean. Like it's, I, I filler is a bit harsh, maybe, but like you know, stop gaps between the big and important quote mark stories yeah makes sense uh, I'll just say yeah and yeah that's, I think that's all I've got to add yeah uh, so uh, yeah check back uh, if you're new to this check back and seek out the, the rest of uh, season one which we've covered because we're about to hurtle in towards the season finale yeah, and if you've missed uh, episodes, thankfully, you don't need a TARDIS to go back in time. <laughs> well, well done. Well through, done. That's it. Smooth There's, transition. Uh, I mean, the season finale is just brilliant. I can't wait to talk about that, to be honest, especially the concept of part one of the, the game shows. Yeah, but we won't, we won't, yeah, we won't go too you into detail I- now. A bit hesitant to say, but I think it might be one of the few times with the Doctor Who stories where part one's better than part two. Possibly, possibly, yeah. And I mean, it'll be by margins with this one, but um, normally part one's just set up. Like, when I was a kid, I could always tell when it was going to be a two-parter because it was like, yeah, not much has happened here. So <laughs> it sounds going to be rolling over. But Yeah, no, no, I know what you mean. I could always tell because in a TV guide, it would say part one of two. But, you well, know, I didn't <laughs> But, but, um, um, but can I, I was... say this about the you know the preview um, for the next episode that they show? Oh, I want to say it because if they don't mind saying it, I'm saying it. Yeah, yeah, I'm. Go on. Did you watch it? Like I don't know. Was it just on? Like you know, as you were like wrapping up, did you see the preview for the next episode? Yeah, I think they give a bit too much away. Is that? Yeah, is that can you believe it? That? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I suppose when um, you're watching it on telly, they want you to tune in. Um, next week, so I suppose. I mean, people who listen, then they they know what's going to happen. The the Daleks. So 
the Daleks does equal uh, ratings, so I suppose. Like, what it's, but the whole episode is building up to the to that reveal. So to give it away in the teaser for that episode at the end of Boomtown just doesn't make a lot of sense, really, does it? Yeah, I think it, did, it never bothered me too much as a kid, but looking back on it now, I think they, and they sometimes do, and I think they do move to it in season two and going forward. They should have the previews after the credits mm. to give you the chance to turn off. That way, if you don't want it, if you don't want anything spoiled, you can just flick over the channel and then. And you know, seeing the spaceships would have been would have been enough, really. When Captain oh, Jack says, "I thought they were," the I thought voice, they were all, To be fair, gone. Or maybe a show a bit where it's just uh, a silhouette, if you know what I mean. Because I think there's a bit where you sort of see him approach, see a Dalek from approaching a corner, and you just see its silhouette rather than the actual reveal of all the Daleks running yeah. round. But yeah, I just think there were ways you could have done it without, like, just needing to literally spoil the reveal at the end of the next episode but yeah sorry for spoiling it for anyone who hasn't seen it but um, if, if, if bbc doesn't mind spoiling it for you then i don't if we can go back in time we could i'd go to the bbc director general say oi <laughs> yeah. you've ruined like vince mcmahon went off yeah you ruined it confronts <laughs> tyson <laughs> you've ruined it you should have put the Cybermen over in the season finale. <laughs> the young up-and-comers. Oh, yeah, so, anything to plug, Carl? Because I guess we're done. I'll ask you if you've got anything to plug this time. It's all changing. The format's changed. The plugs have changed. Yeah. Everything's changed. The plug um, just find us at Rogue Opinions and Twitter and Instagram. You can find us on Spotify and... Um, Anchor and all these other wonderful places that you can find your favourite um, podcasts. Yeah, if you can find a podcast there, you can probably find our podcast there. I think I think Naked Men might be the most recent uh, pod that went up. Um, I think uh, where Ben actually went to Thailand and visited. Cabbages and condoms, or condoms and cabbages, which whichever way round it is. And if you want to know what that place is like, we have got some pictures on our Instagram page, so you can see what all the fuss is about of Ben's favourite restaurant. I think uh, personally, I think I live in ignorance, but by all means, everyone else, check out the. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you're missing out. You're missing out, Sean. You really are. Uh, also, one thing to like, I mean, if people did were bothered, I'll apologize. Uh, the Clash of Champions review, uh, we did it, we recorded it, we thought we'd done a really fun listen for what was a fairly average show, and of course, it didn't save. So, really sorry, but that probably won't be happening now. But don't worry, I'll find. Sean and the others, a hundred thousand dollars. True shame at man style. Yeah. I haven't, re- I haven't really. I would if I had it to give you, man. <laughs> I would be I wouldn't be doing this, Christ. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't be grand sitting in the bank, I'd be sitting on a beach somewhere. How <laughs> dare you? <laughs> and on the oh. with that ringing endorsement. All right, well, I hope you join us 
for the season finale of Doctor Who Season 1, and it's goodbye from me. Bye. Yeah.